You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Loop pregame. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my soccer host, Kev. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am back from vacation. It's a great day. I literally just got home about probably an hour ago. Been literally trying to put my whole rest of my life back together because the NFL season starts tonight. Thank God, folks, you've made it. It's happening. In that spirit, I'm wearing, of course, Weapon X's jersey himself. Uh, Kev, I think that that looks like an Edelman jersey. Am I correct? No, you are incorrect. Gerard Mayo? Yes, it is a Gerard Mayo jersey. I do not own it. That's my oh, boys, and girls. I actually met Saban today. Kevin's little pup, and I was very excited about that one. So, Saban was also excited. He also tried to literally eat my watch. Yeah, he likes doing that. He definitely remind. He definitely is like his owner, out of control and crazy. True. So, folks, so with the NFL season, of course, you know, kicking off tonight, college, do you want to call it like Power 5 college football kicking off tonight as well? Crazy night in sports. I'm going to have my laptop going, my Xbox going, just, you know, while also just doing work for belly up. So it's going to be crazy getting back here, also unpacking. But we have a special seven-pack for you tonight. Yes, we're bringing the six-pack back. It's happening tonight. On this live stream, at least for this week, we'll work out the kinks going forward. But we've got Thursday night football game plus our four NFL teams we like games we liked plus Miami UAB and Duke Duke um, oh, Duke um, Jesus Notre Dame sorry so lots of stuff to talk about Kev I think we should just kick there wasn't much headlines over the last two days so I mean yeah Billy Donovan stepping down literally out of nowhere for the Thunder, and we'll touch on this quick because we got Game 7. NBA's crazy right now. We got Game 7 for for Kev Celtics and the Raptors right now coming up. We got – it's tomorrow. We got Miami knocking off Giannis in the Bucks, And now we have Billy Donovan in the upstart Thunder parting ways. So it's been a crazy last 36, but – Yeah, I mean, also – um. Chauncey Billups might become the Pacers' next coach. I am for that. Always a big fan of Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, I mean, I like it when they kind of bring back these former players who are leaders on their teams to coach. I think it's a good fit, usually, especially when it's a point guard, a guy whose job it is to know what goes into running a team. Yeah, on and off the court, basically. So it's definitely, I like it more than, like, you know, rehashing the same names, like the Byron Scotts, the... Frank Vogel's, I mean, even those guys are both employed right now, I think at least Frank Vogel is, but I think it's good to get new coaches in, cycle out the old ones, especially the NBA where, you know, you have the same guy coached four different teams in five years. I'm interested to see who the um, the 76 to bring in the next head coach. That's really the kind of job I really want to see hap- is going to happen. Yeah, we haven't really talked on it. What, touch on it. What are your takes? What do you think the 76ers should do? Well, I loved Steve Nash to them, but the thing is now that he's in Brooklyn um, and Chauncey might be the Pacers head coach, I think 
There was another name I heard them connected to today. It was Billy Donovan, actually. And if there's anybody who can maximize a bunch of re- like mismatched talent, I think it is Billy Donovan. Whereas, you know, you want to bring in another tired head coach. Like Brett Brown had no idea what the hell he was doing. He knew how to keep the guys going when they were still the process. But now you're looking at it as, oh, hey – we don't got shit. I, I'm for Billy Donovan for 76. That's my pick. That's who I think they should go after. Because he, I wouldn't hate it for them. I would hate it. I wouldn't hate it as a Celtics fan because I don't. I don't think Brett Brown's a great coach. I think he's a fine coach. I think for a rebuilding team, he's a good coach. But to win a ring, you you want a better coach. I don't think he was the issue though. I think Elton Brand was the issue. Well, yeah, and the worst part is Elton Brand's still there. Yeah, so I think it doesn't matter. Also, they still haven't beaten Simmons. So, yeah. You, you have your- I, I don't think that's a bad combo, except they're throwing all this money at other guys and ignoring their needs. They're taking big shots instead of doing what the process was about and all just slowly developing, building your team. They're trying to go from, okay, we're about halfway, three-quarters done with the process. Let's just try to speed through this last part. Yeah, it's definitely a um- – I would say they really try to hit fast forward and especially in sports that never works unless you have a definite way of stopping. So the only way that you can press fast forward and it works is when you already have a hall of famer and two hall of famers want to sign there. Boston or Miami, not even Boston. Uh, Ray Allen didn't want to come here until we traded for KG. Then he was like, okay, I guess I'll come. I was more thinking Miami. Yeah. Miami. Yeah, it, it, the microwave dynasties are kind of few and far between. They're very rare. Oh, you so, got you got to swing big and hope they all hit, which is really rare to happen. So I happened twice in NBA history. So there you go. I mean, yeah. I think they really tried two years ago with Tobias and Jimmy, and with with Embiid and Simmons, and it just didn't work. There was just not enough ball to go around. Yeah, and then they tried it again with Horford, hoping, hey, we'll pull him from the Celtics. That'll hurt them and help us, and it didn't do anything. Just the dumbest contract I've ever seen at a guy who basically is on the tail end of his career. But um, right now, Kev, I think it's finally time for my favorite segment because it's the one where I get to do this. Folks, let's crack a six-pack get rock and rolling here in the live stream. All right. And our first ever live stream corner booth crossover. Like, we're doing a show inside of a show. It's meta. Showception. I would crack a beer, but uh, my stepmother brought these over, and they're kind of gross. And also, I'm just drinking some good whiskey, so I'm go. good. I am drinking Great White by Sheban Brewing, um, which is right around the corner for me, actually. Um, Great White, I honor the fact that I was basically in the shark capital of New England over on the Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard area. So also where Jaws was filmed, by the way. So true. Uh, Jared, should I plug my whiskey again? Plug your whiskey. Cause I couldn't show the case cause we were doing the recording. Uh, not that they need any advertisement, but I got some Jack Daniels Sinatra select. Got two bottles of this for my birthday. Cause my family, I wouldn't shut up about it after going the, to the distillery. It's got a little book in there talking about Frank Sinatra and his love for Jack Daniels. Jared, do you know when I went to the Jack Daniels Distillery? You were in college, right? Yes. Uh, my 
girl I was kind of dating at the time, her she's like, oh, my mom's coming down. You should come up. We're going to Jack Daniels Distillery. And I was like, Kevin, which store do you want to do? And I didn't want to sound like an alcoholic. So I was like, oh, whichever. I don't care. It's like, no, I she can't drink. What do you want to do? I'm like, well, I've had all of them on the regular one, and I've had most of them on the other one. He's like, all right, cool. We'll do the angel share one. I'm like, all right, I'll pay for myself. She's like, no, I'm Kevin, I'm paying for you. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard this story before. It's Kevin's love of Jack Daniels. I am a, I honestly, me and Jack get along pretty well. I can't do – me and Jim don't get along. Me and Jane get along pretty well, though. There's, right. there's one whiskey I want to try. I forget what it's called, but it's by allegedly the guy who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. It's by, like, his family. Hmm. That actually seems something you need to research. But um, right now, we are about to kick off our six-pack of picks. So, Kevin, first up is the game tonight, college football. My Hurricanes taking on UAP. We're not going to talk about the last time these two teams played because, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't a rough – that was a rough day for uh, Hurricanes fans. Um, that was the day where I think Jared Williams proved he'll never play college football as a starter ever again. Um, I think Manny Diaz wanted to rip him off the field by his, like, ears. But, uh, yeah, a new team. This year, a lot of new uh, transfers, Quincy Roush, uh, Derek King among the latter. A lot of injuries that have been cleaned up. Um, we Our number one recruit, of course, is out for the season with um, the injury. But And, you know, our best defensive player, who's a top five pick, is foregoing the season for the draft. But I am semi-confident, not completely confident, I'm semi-confident that my Hurricanes will get the W here. I'm taking Miami. You know, I, I want to see the Derek King show, and I've heard nothing but great things coming out of Hurricanes camp. So, and usually from people who are skeptics of their quarterbacks. So, I, I don't know. Maybe we might actually have a quarterback for the first time since Ken Dorsey. I, I can't know what to tell you. Give me the Blazers. Jesus Christ, I hate you. The, the use it's their first game. The, it's been a weird offseason. They're going to have missteps, especially they have a bunch of new guys this year. Yeah. I'm still not completely sold on Manny Diaz as a coach. I know the issues last year were a lot of – weren't really his guys. They were part of the program already, but he didn't do well to rein them in. And I think that's an issue – could be an issue going forward. But also the Blazers, they've already played a game. They played Central Arkansas last weekend. They're – they've already kind of shaken the rust off. I think the first half – this is going to tell Miami's offense. I think if Miami comes out rusty, I won't be surprised. It's going to be like, hey, can D. Wiggins, who, by the way, Kev, that's the Miami receiver to watch. The kid can absolutely fly, and he's about 6'3". He's a, he's a beast. But I think I want to see him with King's arm strength and mobility. If their offense can get it going with Cameron Harris and that running back core and that loaded tight end core they have, like Miami's got weapons. It's not really the issue. It's like, is King going to get with them and get moving in enough time so they don't lose the game? Because I th- I know they're going to start off rusty. It's going to be the first two drives going to be atrocious. But by second quarter, are we going to see Miami just start marching down the field and scoring? So, I don't know. You, you know who has some low-key fire jerseys, though? Who? The UAB Blazers. I, I will admit their, their jerseys are kind of dope. They're right. also the only other, the only college team I know of with a dragon as their mascot. 
Like those are kind of clean. I am a fan of the. They're kind of knockoff you, you you South Florida though with that color scheme. That's true. I'm more talking about these uh, neon green and gray. I actually really like those. I do too. I even like the white white and gold ones. Those look pretty dope as well. Those are pretty nice. Uh, also, I just love Legion Field. Also, um, Roddy White, most famous alumni there. So that's fair. Yeah, I love I love me some Roddy. All right, so we're going to split on that one. Duke Notre Dame, Kevin. If anybody actually picks Notre Dame for this, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. If uh, someone picks Notre Dame for this, no, Duke. Sorry, oh, yeah, I was just confused. Wrong, wrong college that I I despise in a sport. Um, yeah, no. If anybody picks Duke for this, they're either from Duke or it's that random guy on Twitter who keeps hitting up with Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, no. It's Notre Dame by a mile. Ian Book and the boys are going to w- open ACC play and just absolutely stomp Duke. Duke last year was kind of a shell of itself with Daniel Jones when they had Daniel Jones to begin with, and they were a 500 team then. Cutcliffe is a great coach, but it's just they're a middle-of-the-road team in that conference, and that's not saying much. If they're a middle-of-the-road team in the ACC, that's really bad. Yeah, I know. Um, like I would rather take a Miami or Georgia Tech over Duke at this point. Which yeah, is- I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think – I'm not sure if Duke will ever be a great a powerhouse program. There was one year they did have uh, Thaddeus Lewis in that squad. There was one year they were good, but, I mean, that all that school cares about is basketball. True. I know. They're in lacrosse. Oh, that's fair. Um. All right, so Notre Dame across the board? Yeah. Yeah, so – I debated picking Duke just to annoy you, but – I think I did that enough with my UAB pick. Yeah, I mean, is that UAB is your upset of the week then? Yeah. Which still moved up. Oh, by the way, folks. So I was going to surprise Kevin. The rules this year are very simple. The winner, after the season's over, total wins, upset picks included, everything else, will receive a six pack or a four pack of the beer of their choice. It could be up to twenty dollars. I don't fucking care. And a T-shirt of a team of their choice. So. If I win, Kev might be buying me a new Hurricanes t-shirt. If Kev wins, I'm buying him a UAB Blazer shirt. I don't know. It's it's that's that's the the winner because last year I somehow won, but because of the whole thing with Savannah leaving the show, we never even like discussed a prize or anything like that. So yeah, we that last, last year was like the lost episodes. Yeah, we're gonna just ignore last year because last year was kind of the dark times. I mean, listen, she's a sweet girl, but it, 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 she definitely threw a monkey wrench in the chemistry. So, also, she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, um, she's, she's busy getting on NFL Network. It's fine. She's got two years left. <laughs> I hope, I, I really, I, swear, I pray to God just for that girl, Sandy. I hope she realizes like breaking in when you don't have a connection, it, it's a process. I've learned that the hard way, and everyone I know who's even gotten through that line to local media, cast our boy Steve. You got to know somebody, or you got to get that internship. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, no, it's also, I mean, when takes are as biased as hers about the Packers, it's kind of hard. Ohio State, the Justin Fields take was the the nail in the coffin for me. I couldn't do it anymore. That was the show. I was just like, all right, we're going to take her off here. Like, we're done. But all right, so. Speaking of taking the air out of balls, Pat's Dolphins. You want me to go? Yes, it's the Pats. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking 
the Pats because no Tua. I think that the Finns are going to start off really slow because it's Fitz Magic, but it is Fitz Magic. So it's going to be a high scoring game. Yes, but also I, I think there's a concern. The Dolphins have brought in a lot of new talent this year. I think there might be a concern with the shortened offseason in no like limited training camps, limited mini camp, OTAs. Those guys probably haven't meshed well yet, that well yet, as another team would another year. The Patriots, yeah, they have Cam Newton, but a lot of these guys are returning guys still. Yeah, I mean, I still think the Pats can pull it out, but it's going to be close because it is Fitzpatrick and it is week one. So he's going to throw five touchdown passes and four interceptions, and it's going to be Cam Newton like running one in from like a yard out as the time expires. It's what it's going to be. It, it's I, I love early season Fitzpatrick because you never know what you're going to get. You know, what's great? you know what I'm really happy about, though? Honestly, it's like silver lining. Uh, when I leave the house Sunday, if I do, I don't have to worry about traffic. Yeah. that's I, I thought about that today because I was, you know, I, I stopped by your house. And I was like, and I thought to myself, I'm like, the stadium's right down the road. This has got to be a fucking nightmare on Sundays. Oh, it is. We have to avoid it at all costs. We have to take back roads and everything if we're trying to get. Because you live off the main road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that doesn't get as bad as Route One, but it, well, it's- I remember driving on Route One like during training camp once. I was like, "This is awful!" Like, what yeah. the hell? It's a nightmare. All right, next up, Raven. Oh, of course, I have the Pats. By the way, um, Ravens and Browns. Uh, the team that some people coward think is going to undefeated. I had them going fifteen and one or fourteen and two. Kev's got them having a good record as well. Um, I, I mean, I got Ravens by a fucking mile. I think the Browns are going to score a lot of points. It's the problem is that like, you look at the Ravens defense as like Judon, Calais Campbell, and then you go and then you throw it into their secondary where you are looking at their corners where like where's Baker going to throw the ball to Marcus Peters or just in front of him? And you also have Jimmy Smith and your boy Marlon Humphrey on the other side. It's such a loaded secondary. And I can't even name some of the guys on that defense, but I just know they are nasty. Yeah. Um, also, you're going to focus on defense. Uh, I have the Ravens as well. Oh, no. The offense was the gimme. I was going for a little Well, more- no, I was going to talk about yeah. some other guys. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a stud. Oh, yeah, that's going to be my main point. Um, yeah, also, I think OBJ is going to struggle. I think he's going to probably have some stuff on his gloves. He's not going to catch the ball well. He's going to smell a little bit, too. Yeah, it's, they're not going to want to be close to him in the huddle. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's going to be the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a stud. I think anyone who argues that he can't throw still doesn't watch football or is just an idiot. I think he can improve from the ball outside the numbers, but that's something you can always work on. Yes, he can improve as a thrower, but you don't win the MVP – just by running the ball as a quarterback. He had the most total touchdowns by a quarterback. So Yeah. Yeah. All and right. Interception numbers weren't anything crazy. No, and I mean, yeah, some I mean, I did see some flashes out to the numbers. It wasn't like he could not throw the ball, period. But yeah, yeah Browns can be a good team, but this week is not their week. Um 49ers Cardinals. Okay, we got Cardinals. I think that defense, like I talked about. Last episode, defense is good or is average at best. Uh, but that offense is phenom- is going to be phenomenal this year. You got Kyler Murray another year. 
You give him DeAndre Hopkins. Running game, uh, it's pretty good with Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher, but nothing phenomenal, but good enough to give the passing game some life. Phenomenal. Jim Long reference. <laughs> and also, uh, the Cardinals played well against the 49ers last year. They played them You're taking all my goddamn points. What the fuck? Well, you let me go first. Uh, yeah, because I this is my upset pick. I'm putting this one. I, you you didn't count this one as your upset pick, by the way, but this is mine. So, like you said, that offense is ridiculous. And if everyone remembers, last year the 49ers had were given fits by the Cardinals repeatedly week in and week out. I honestly, I was like, you know, it, it's it's a ballsy pick with the same thing. Like I, you know, I also saw a lot of people saying the 49ers are going to backslide hard this year. And you tell me that Kyler Murray with a slightly improved O-line, slightly, not completely, is going to get shots downfield at a secondary that has no corners. With Hopkins. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's going to be a legend and Kirk. This is going to be fun. I, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to watch the shootout that ensues. So clean sweep there, but I got my upset pick there. Uh, last one we talk about tonight's game: Saints and Bucks. Now I looked at this game. I heard nothing but this about this on the Rich Eisen show the whole way down here, coming home from the vineyard, and I got Peter King spewing off. I just can't stand him anymore, man. He went off the rails. COVID hit, hit, hit his brain like a brick wall. He didn't even get it. Just the quarantine made him loopy as crap. Um, I just – I got I got Tampa, man. Like, your boy Cowherd said it best. I know you're not a big Fournette guy, but it's going to be him and Ronald Jones, the one-two punch. That's not a bad one-two punch at running back. And and even Schlereth was on there, to, on there yesterday. He said it simple and plain. You cannot knock anybody – for failing at not putting up stats in Jacksonville. And I'm like, fair. He goes, there's a mass exodus that hasn't been seen since the ancient times coming out of that that, that team. I, I will say this. I think that Fournette's going to have to prove it to some people. I don't think he's – he also was one of the only receivers, uh, running backs last year, to rush for over 1,000 yards and catch for over 500. The other guys were uh, McCaffrey and um, Dalvin Cook. So that's good company, and everyone kind of forgets that. I, I think more or less, I know you're not a big Fournette guy regardless, but the way I looked at it was like they're probably asking for too much. Nobody wanted to give it up, and he didn't want to be there anymore, so they cut him because you know somebody was just waiting for them to cut him. Yeah, I think they said like we couldn't get a fifth or sixth or a seventh. But I think by the time they were asking for a seventh, they were teams were saying like, okay, we'll just wait for you to cut them. Yeah, they're like they're because like they can't keep them. It was yeah. like the Jamal Adams situation, but sped up. Yeah, uh, I have the Bucks also. Um, I know there's some concerns about that defense, but their offensive line they've added some pieces. It's gotten better, and yeah, they're they might give up 50 points a game, but I guarantee you they're scoring 60. They are the weird team that like, here's the thing like Todd Bowles, their defense coordinator and say what you want about him, the head coach defensively, he's a genius. And that team is going to blitz the hell out of you. They're athletic as hell. And they force turnovers. So against a team like new Orleans, who is a very rhythm based trickery, misdirection, all the other and slant routes. Uh, 
give me Tampa giving them absolute fits because they're the they're the kryptonite. I feel like to New Orleans is all their trickery and stuff. So should be fun to watch. I'm I'm excited for that game. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we're talking tonight. Houston, Kansas City. Um, I don't think uh, Kevin. Like, I mean, unless like the usual like Super Bowl hangover thing happens, like you know the Patriots are notorious for an opening night, unless they play the Steelers. Um, only because that one game against Kansas City, which is so funny, but I honestly see Kansas City smacking Houston here. Yeah, on every or on a lot of places. The over/under is Kansas City minus about ten. Some have nine and a half. Some have ten and a half. That's a Except big margin. Oh my my bookie has it Kansas City as a plus fifty-four, just like to get money. But I expect Kansas City to cover comfortably. You, I, could, I, you could give them. You could swap them twenty points. Say, hey, this is a minus twenty game, and I would say Kansas City is going to cover. Yeah, no, it's it's going to turn into like basically because here's the problem: Houston's biggest issues were deep offensive line and secondary. They did not fix any of those. Yeah, um, actually, hot take: Deshaun Watson's going to have a horrible year. Oh yeah, I know. I second that. I think he's going to get ridiculously fed up with Bill O'Brien because he's basically like, "You traded my best weapon for a guy who basically was washed up after a year." Yep. Uh. I don't put it on Deshaun Watson. I think he's a hell of a player. I think wherever he plays next, he's going to be great. But I saw something that said, who do you think, which of these guys has the best chance to win MVP this year? Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, or Deshaun Watson? Most people pick Deshaun Watson. Most people are idiots. I picked Kyler because I think I think a Dak is going to have a nightmare of a back. We looked at his schedule, the Cowboys schedule. And, and uh, what's his name? Cowherd was talking about this today. I know that you guys don't agree with him. But he said, it, he's like, Where's the let-up in their schedule? Seriously. The Cowboys have, like, an easy stretch run in, like, the middle of the season, but they play nothing but playoff teams in the back end. And Dallas has a tendency not to finish strong. So, yeah, I don't – I don't. the Dak MVP chance are going to be led by Dr. Garrett, Mr. Jones, and that's about it. I don't know. I, th- I feel like Kyler in that scenario gets it because he may not – he might be, like, the seventh seed in the wild card, but – He's also going to put up stupid numbers. He's my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> he's also look at the last two MVPs. They're second year quarterbacks. Exactly. So now Kyler played day one, which those other two didn't. But almost three in a row. If you know Mark Barron didn't smash Carson's knee. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a given that Kyler's going to get it. I mean, yeah. I like, think Dak's going to have a good year. No, no, no I think Dak's going to have a good year stats wise. Yeah, it's hard to suck with those weapons, but I mean, Kev, you and me could probably throw for about two thousand yards guys without receiving court. Yeah. But uh, it's it's but Deshaun doesn't have many weapons. Yeah. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, they're hurt all the time. And then you're gonna try to tell me who's a uh Kenny Stills? Really? I feel like Kenny Stills is like Juju. If he's your number two guy, you're doing something right. If yeah, he's your if number he, one guy, you're screwed. He runs three routes right. He's basically a He's basically the same kind of type as like a – it slants, post goes. That's what he's good at. Get him vertical. He's fast. And then that run game's awful. Oh, my God. I, like, you're going to tell me Duke Johnson and David John, the Johnson brothers can get it done? I, I, I'm not buying it. 
I pass up on both of them in, in all my all three of my leagues that somehow Kev I the other night before Sawyer texted us, I went from being in zero leagues to being in three within a week and a half. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Also, with all the shit we're talking, watch the Texans win the division. I still think the Titans are going to, unless Tannehill just completely just pulls a Ryan Fitzpatrick and blows it after the contract extension. Fair. I think the, I think the Henry train is going to steamroll through the NFC, the AFC South. Also, I think the funnest team to watch is going to be the Colts because they're just going to be ridiculous. Because Phil Rivers is going to throw a shit ton of touchdowns and picks. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the most fun rookie running back to watch. But and their defense is disgusting. But yeah, it's really it'll be interesting. It's Phil Rivers. They're going to go nine and seven, and they're going to miss the playoffs. But it's going to be at, or we might see a Jacob Eason sighting midseason, which would be hysterical. That'd be nice. I would love to see him just yeet a ball downfield to Hilton as far as he can throw it. That man has a Drew Locke, Wentz, um, Mahomes, Josh Allen kind of arm. It's just absolute arm arm bazooka. So I'm excited for that. So, Kev, we're not going to do division picks because we already kind of said it last week. But who are your your teams? Like, like you can give me five or six guys – um, give you should do yeah you should do five or six five or six teams. Both conferences they could be four from the AFC and one from the NFC or whatever it is doesn't matter to me. Six teams that you think have a legitimate shot at Super Bowl based off of your um setup like based off of your division picks. Um, all right, I'm gonna pull some wild card picks in here too. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Patriots. God damn Bill's it. still there. God damn it, Kevin. You're <laughs> so disappointed that pick. Um, the Chiefs, the Ravens, like the, the obvious picks. Try to think. Uh, if Denver didn't lose Vaughn Miller, I'd be mentioning them here. Yeah, no. They, they would be a surprise when the Vaughn Miller injury is really screwing them. Up I think they're going to do well. Oh yeah, no, no. They're gonna well, go like nine and seven, ten and six, and it's going to be hysterical watching them like you know, try to outscore everybody because their secondary is all newbies except for Justin Simmons. And yeah, Buchanan. And Mc, I think is it McCain or Buchan McCain. That's the that's our other guy, right? That's our other good corner. Yes. I don't know. Their their defense is not that good, but it's good yeah, enough. You got Chubb and you got Justin Simmons. I mean, they're not terrible. If Chubb plays, he's yeah, still not yeah. back. That's always a big if. Um, uh, and then for NFC, I don't think the Saints are gonna. I don't think the Saints have a shot. I think they're. You can't win a Super Bowl throwing five yard outs every play. Yes, or the the sneaky comeback by Taysom Hill sometimes. <laughs> it's it's gonna be the Bucks, the 49ers, and I don't think it's gonna be the Niners or. I'm not not the the Vikings. I can see. Wow, I can see the Vikings making a surprise run this year because I feel the NFC is kind of weak this year. So you're the only person I've ever heard say that. Well, because you're you're also your takes on NFC teams are a lot different than a lot of the experts are this year, including it's, mine. It's not to say they're weak, but like I feel you like the NFC West. Flaws, you oh, see the Seahawks. Flaws. 
But look at the NFC West. Those teams are going to beat up on each other all year. Mm -hmm. Whoever comes out of there is going to be very fatigued. NFC East, I am sorry, Jared. You're going to hate this. I'm not saying to annoy you. I don't see any of those teams winning a Super Bowl this year. You don't see, but that doesn't mean you're not predicting the future. That's why I'm not going to take offense to it. That's why I said I don't say. I didn't say exactly. No, no, no. It's it's fine. Like you don't. Have to, I'm not going to be upset by you not picking. I actually yeah. encourage it. NFC South uh, again. Don't see the Saints winning it. Panthers suck. Uh, you know, I I could honestly also see a scenario where the Panthers are like eight and eight, and they're just making everyone miserable because they're keeping. Yeah. Game. But also, I think it's it's still concerned the Bucks defense. So yeah, I can see the Vikings somehow making a run. It would be shocking, but it can happen. They'd be hysterical, and we'd be all yelling, you like that? You like that? I hope so. Because, look, they have a smart quarterback. He No, he's a smart quarterback. I mean, his quote on COVID was, like, so Drago-ish. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's smart. He doesn't make mistakes. That's kind of what you need to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, don't turn the ball over when you have an elite pass rush. The one thing about Minnesota is their secondary going to show up this year. That's the only question I have about that defense is if their secondary actually remembers they can cover people. But um, all right, my AFC teams that I actually could see, um, Baltimore obviously, Casey. I don't know why you didn't go after those guys. I um, said obviously them, so I did. Oh, okay, yeah, my okay, maybe my brain went. I literally drove for like eight hours, seven hours today. Um, yeah, Baltimore, Casey, obviously, Tennessee. I see them making it on a fool's chance because I could just see what happened last year, but Rabel letting them cut loose a little bit on the back end, throwing the ball because they do have better receivers. Another year with Tannehill throwing the ball to Brown and Davis. I also, the addition of Jadavion Clowney cannot be understated because now you have another guy who can chase down Mahomes or Jackson. The NFC Pretty straightforward. It's my three top division winners. It's Tampa, it's Seattle, and it's Philadelphia. Now, Seattle and and Seattle and Tampa have a way better chance than my Eagles do. But if Philly stays healthy and Slay lives in the big one of the biggest things I, I I've been telling people about, and I talked to my buddy Jeff about this big fan of the show when he was out with me in the vineyard. I said, listen. One guy who I'm really intrigued, and it could completely backfire in our faces, and we may be giving Earl Thomas a call in about a month, is if Jalen Mills can play free safety. Because the guy, that's what he was a D1. He was a third-round or higher prospect before we switched the corner and then got in trouble before the draft, so he slipped to the seventh round. That's what he played at LSU. He was a starting safety. I mean, like, the guy was a good cover safety. He switched the corner, was terrible at it. We finally figured it out last year. The guy has always had a nose for the ball, so I'm trying to think. He's either going to be a solid safety and it might make a huge difference on our defense, which has great corners. I never thought I'd actually say that sentence before about my Eagles. And we have a good pass rush. The linebacking core, there was a couple guys with promise. I don't know. But they're not – It's they're the long shot. Tampa Bay, we know. Their offense is loaded. They cause turnovers. They rush the passer. That's how you win Super Bowls. Uh, Seattle, if they let Russ throw to those weapons – it's a wrap because Carson's a solid running back. DJ Dallas, my boy from the U Ross, apparently him, him and Ross have been having a huge, like a big connection because he's kind of that scat catch the ball of the backfield guy, which I think guy like Russ loves and Jamal Adams coming in at defense is going to be awesome. So 
There you go. Those are my those are my six teams I really think have a legit shot. Can I make request? Yeah. Can we not use the word scat as long as OBJ is in the news? <laughs> I would prefer if we just avoided right. that word entirely. Oh my God. Like, third down running back or receiving. Like, that's fine. Mm, oh, my God, Kevin. You will. I, no, it was two days ago. But, yeah, no, you are right. No, I wrote an article yesterday. Oh, yeah, the one you were texting me about. About Odell Beckham Jr., and I got into a rabbit hole of coprophilia. That's the official term, if anyone was curious. I don't think anybody wanted to know that, but now we do. So thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. We, are, we greatly appreciate it. This is a public service announcement. If anyone ever asks you if you're into that, don't look it up. I did it for you. Don't say maybe. Just say no. Just call me Nancy Reagan in the 80s. Just say no. Dude, I can't with you, bro. Oh, my God. It's my birthday week. Yeah, I, I know. That's so I'm act a fool. Next week, I'll be back to my normal grumpy self. Uh, you're still always grumpy there, buddy. Um, I got to give a shout-out. Oh, go first. Guess what my dad called me today? What? A grumpy elf. Tell Steve I'm er- co-opting that nickname. <laughs> or er- What do you call You call me like an angry elf. I call you an angry leprechaun. Angry leprechaun. And I was like, yeah, Jared calls me that. Basically take a mythical creature that's short and put a synonym for angry or grumpy in front of it. And that's something Jared's called. Belligerent dwarf? <laughs> I think you have actually. I did. No, I called you that while I was pissed. Off, I was so pissed off at you. So yeah, it's a definitely a real possibility. Um, I gotta give a shout out before we go into like non sports topics here. You know, we start just having fun with this. Um, to my Pop Rock Panthers, my high school my alma mater. Um, so if you guys haven't following Connecticut, like out of nowhere with no warning, no backup reason or anything, basically just can't. They allowed the football season to begin like training camp. They let it go by through a month, and then out of nowhere, just canceled the season. So every all I think it was it was over eighty percent of the Connecticut high schools and their teams gathered in the state house, all wearing masks. By the way, you know for the social reasons and you know for the disease reasons and everything else. I saw in the Sports Center video. I saw those white Pop Rock jerseys I wore as a kid with the Pop Rock Panther P, holding them up, everyone chanting, we want football. And you know what? Connecticut football, guys, I stand up for you. That's that's awesome. Listen, it, it, if they said from August that, you know, no no football, we're staying tight on this. But the fact that they – I know some of the kids. Like, one, they're starting defensive end. He goes to my gym. He gives me updates. The head coach now was my JV coach when I was in high school. So I, I, I have a decent connection with, this, with the kids still. And the fact that they told them to get ready for training camp and start training, October 1st was the day. And then out of nowhere, I think it was my second day in the vineyard, they just flipped it and canceled it. it it's just not right. So good for uh, all of the Connecticut high schools that are protesting. You're right. Um, screw you, Connecticut government. You're all the worst. And, uh, yeah, it's football, baby. Let's do it. That reminds me of Alabama, where they were talking about this lockdown they were going to do. First question that Kay Ivey, the governor, was asked was, what about high school football? How is Alabama for, like, recruiting high school ball and shit? I know that for college, you know, they're they're a level above with Auburn and, of course, Bull Tide. They're all right. They got some decent players, but it – it's still just such a big they pick from Florida and Texas and Cali, basically. Yeah. 
Fair enough. A lot of Texas guys. A lot of Texas guys. Yeah. Oh, are we gonna do an awards? Are we doing awards for NFL? Sure. I want you. We're gonna do something weird though. We're gonna do our our favorite, and then our such a long shot that it's hysterical. So like, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, MVP. Uh, you know, your Mahomes is your Lamar Jacksons and everything else. But all right, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the chief shot ones. We're gonna go offensive rookie of the year. Ooh, uh, rather than what, like, there aren't, Joe Burrow, I think. That's your favorite? Okay, I'll give yeah. you that. I mean, I thought I was going to be one of the quarterbacks as well, but I have a better, I have a, I have my pick. Uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. I think he is going to be a nightmare because no man who runs for power besides Adrian Peterson runs that fast. So I am a very excited to watch him in a non-smash-down-your-throat system actually get some carries downfield. So it's going to be fun to see him run. Uh, him and Marlon Mack are going to be a great combo. So, yeah, I, I, he's my he's my, he's my my pick right now. I Honestly, my number two pick was Ruggs only because I watched him in camp and I just – I was mesmerized by – I didn't know the kid could run routes that clean. I was like, holy shit. And for a guy like Derek Carr who cannot get the ball downfield, that might be the best thing for him. It's the, the two Alabama receivers from this year. Uh, Ruggs is thought of as a speed guy. Judy is thought of as more of the route runner, the better receiver. But Ruggs can still run routes. He can still catch. Jerry Judy is still fast as all hell. Yeah. Jerry Judy ran a 4-4. It, it's, he's not slow by any stretch of the imagination. And I think he stumbled out of the box because I've seen the game speed. It's not 4-4. If you don't believe us, check out the Corner Booth podcast Twitter. I made a Mac Jones hype video. There's a lot of Jerry Judy clips in there. Oh, yeah. I can attest to that. Um, I'm going to post a little, a quick theory sidebar for a second. Um, so all the receivers who win the first round, they all went to the teams that fit their style of play. Hear me out. Brandon Ayuk went to San Fran. They like small receivers who can run, right? Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, a good route runner, good speed. We'll see how his separation is at the top of the routes. I don't know. Maybe it was just because the SEC corners are another level. Anyway, Kirk Cousins, perfect fit. My boy Jalen Rieger, big play guy, loves contested catches and screens and deep balls. What is the Philly offense? It's basically yeet or screen. There's, there's no in between. So – he gets a guy with Wentz who loves to improvise. Rieger loves to improvise. Perfect. Um, next one down, C.D. Lamb. Goes to Dallas. All short routes, wheels, sprint, ins, outs, slants. Keeping the ball in the box. Play action. Fits his personality. Judy gets Drew Locke, the guy who could basically throw the football through, through the side of a brick wall. Um, Locke needs guys who can get open over the middle and kind of just make – moves after the catch, and that is what Judy can do. Um, then you go down, Ruggs, a burner. But John Gruden loves fast receivers who can run routes. And with Derek Carr, who actually is a pretty accurate quarterback, it's just, you know, he's never had a good receiver. I think his last good receiver is Cooper. So, I mean. And we know your thoughts on Cooper. Oh, no, I think Cooper's one of the best routers in football. He just chokes. Yeah, Um I also think the ghost of Al Davis influenced that Henry Ruggs pick. 
Oh, totally. I think Al was like kind of pulling the the yeah. poking the neural receptors in John's brain. I think Judy might actually fill a slightly different role with Denver. I think he, they have Hamler too. Yeah, I think he might be a take the top off the defense kind of guy, and let because Sutton's fast, but he's not super fast. I think Judy's faster. Take the top off the defense, get distraction downfield, Hamler. let Hamler and Sutton go underneath. And the thing is, Hamler can fly too. That's the thing. Is like KJ Hamler's small, but the dude can absolutely. He's he reminds me of a more um, refined Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, not Kelvin Benjamin, Travis Benjamin, out of Miami a couple years ago. Really yeah. fast, raw, but can absolutely just blaze. The dude didn't run a forty at the combine, and that was a tragedy because that man can run. Yeah, Denver is going to be a fun team to watch this year. Oh my god, they're with Noah Fant. They're going to be awesome. I, I'm so for it. Um, oh, you know the running back core they have, but um, yeah, my uh, my favorite is Jonathan Taylor. My hail mary guy is Chase Claypool for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is six foot four, runs like a horse, and a guy like Big Ben just yeeting it to him. I see some weird Megatron vibes and I love it. I'm here for it. So that's my that's my Hail Mary guy. Because I could have said Rieger, Jefferson, or you know, I could have said one of the tight ends that got picked by the Patriots or something cheesy. No. I took the the receiver that went in the second round. I can tell you my biggest bust. I think Denzel Mims is going to struggle in the Yeah, year. that's because he hates Philly. We know. No, um, no, also because Sam Darnold still sees ghosts. But My Hail Mary rookie of the year pick is A.J. Dillon. He was my draft darling going into it. If Aaron Jones struggles, expect the Dill train to come running through. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> Man's got quads bigger than Saquon's chest. That's a He's a large man. Very he's large man. Pretty fast, too. He's a wrecking ball. BC guy. Oh, he's going to be a stud. I'm so mad the Packers drafted him because I think he can make a day one impact. But they went to the team that had two running backs ahead of him. So. Yeah, expect by the end of the year to there just to be one ahead of him. <clears throat> yeah. Um, defense rookie of the year, it's going to be either Akuda or um, – there, I, I, think, I think Kenneth Murray can make a splash too, but there's I think either here – it's Chase Young. But here's the thing is like it's also the Redskins. So I'm sorry. Yeah, the Redskins need to win. Team. Yeah, no, but here's the thing is like I also like, is he just gonna get double teamed? Or is it going to be like it's they're just gonna pass around him? No, he um, was the last of the and, by the way. It was Akuda Murray or Young. Okay. Uh, he's gonna eat. Oh, I have a I guarantee seven is that front seven's low key good. I think he might get double team, but then someone else is going to go out there and go, oh, we have to take the double team off Young and focus on Jonathan Allen or Ryan Anderson. And Ryan Yeah, or Ryan and Young's going to go off. I think Young's going to put up big numbers, and I think he is the rookie of the year. See, the thing is, I just if, if Akuda plays like we've been hearing or if we get the, like the performance out of what Ken, people are talking about with Kent Murray, it's going to be interesting this year. I, I'm excited to see what these guys can do. It, there are a lot of underrated guys – the other one I love is Kim Law uh, going to San Fran. Yeah. That man's large. <laughs> yeah. You hear He's a monster. I, I, uh, let's go. Joe Gaziano. Oh Northwestern Black leader in a season. Sat behind me in calculus. I, you know, you just got to give props to the guys who went to high school with you. 
I, he's not on our roster right now. Someone will pick him up. Kevin, <laughs> you know, Hail Mary to the newest yet. level. He's my Hail Mary pick. If he wins it, I'd love it. Oh, my God. Um, My Hail Mary pick right now is Shaq Quarterman, Jacksonville Jaguars. My my favorite Hurricanes um, going to a team that has no hope and no future. There you go. New captain of defense right there at linebacker. Like seventh-round pick. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, what else we got to do? Comeback player of the year? Oh yeah, I got the I got the uh I got the uh I got the Disney the Dis- <laughs> I could have said Disney's number one employee, Deshaun Jackson. Um he is my favorite. Him or Stafford are my two favorites in the clubhouse. I love Stafford only because of what they put around him on offense. Hawkinson, Jones, Amendola, Galladay, that's a great receiving core. Um another year with um the over overpaid uh, frat boy Matt Patricia, but it, it they still are going to have a shot here. I that but with Jackson, the dude's still fast as a lightning bolt. I watched him smoke. <laughs> I don't know if this is bad or good. I watched him practice tape video. Somebody from the Eagles, uh, from somebody from Philadelphia Inquirer, snapped of him cooking Darius Slay in a double move, and I don't know. Not good. Yeah, it's either Deshaun Jackson his. Like basically done nothing but work out in court. And I follow him on IG, so that's basically what he's been doing. Um, or Darius Slay has just lost a step, but I really hope it's the former, not the latter. I think it's the latter. <laughs> yeah, of course you do, jackass. My um, two. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like, but no. In all seriousness, no. Jackson and Wentz have a great relationship. Like, in Jackson is an elite, is a underrated route runner. I wouldn't say elite, but he's damn good at running routes. Um. With, and he's also with Rieger kind of needing to learn, but Rieger and Watkins kind of learning behind him. I really see uh, Jackson getting a lot of early throws in the year, so I think he's going to get a good um, a good look at it for comeback player of the year. That's fair. My two are so it's it's going to be Cam Newton. That was my third option, so I, I agree with you there. I like uh, if the Patriots do well, if they make the playoffs, doesn't matter if they win the division or if it's wild card, it's Cam Newton, unless. And this is a big unless, unless Alex Smith plays one down of football. I do not care if he comes in in the fourth quarter and takes a knee. I don't care if he's a holder on a couple kicks. If he steps on a football field, he should be comeback player of the year. Yes. I I would give it to him now if it was an option. He made the team. He's not on IR. He is there. He should be comeback player of the year right now. First time ever NFL gives that award before the season starts. You know what's scary is that if Haskins is that bad, there is a real shot that Smith could get some playing time. If he plays literally one down of actual NFL football, again, oh, don't I care. am banging my chest for that. Don't um, care if he's being a golden knee, if he's freaking holding the kick. Don't care. Give it to that man. He's worked so hard. I could have thought of the worst joke right now. Probably gotten us kicked off air for what I could have said for comeback player of the year. Did it about? Is it about? Oh, play, comeback player of the year. I was gonna say about uh, the golden knee. I was gonna. I was gonna talk about possibly a, a certain running back from the Washington Football Team who was out last year with an injury. Oh jeez, <laughs> hey, he's not leaving anymore. Um, if we're doing Madden Comeback Player of the Year, we all know who that is because he's an eighty-one overall now. And they're really trying way too hard to make it look awesome. Yeah, because they messed up in the past. Who's your hail mary pick? Oh, uh, for Comeback Player of the Year. 
Um, Nelson Aguilar. He played all last year. He played no false, sir. He didn't play after he dropped the pass and faked a knee injury against New England. So he made the Raiders. So my hail mary comeback player of the year is Nelson Aguilar, who skipped Bayless. The first I said this to my boy, I'm like the first time I ever agree with Bayless. Goes Greg Ward is a better slot receiver than Nelson Aguilar. I was crying because I'm like, you know what the worst part is? Stats wise, he's not wrong, but. Aguilar, you know, fakes the knee injury, you know, has a mental breakdown in Doug Peterson's first year. The guy's a basket case. Um, apparently can't drop a ball to save, can't catch a ball to save his life. Uh, he's my Hail Mary comeback player of the year. Uh, also, my buddy met him in Miami during Super Bowl week, and he was just bashing the Eagles. And I was just like, wow. Uh, my comeback player of the year is Mitchell kissing titties Trubisky. That's your new nickname for him? That's our new nickname. People have been using that for a while now. Okay. But, I mean, hey, he beat out Nick Foles. Watch him throw for 45 touchdowns and 4,500 yards. Well, you know, our boy David Price is going to be screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah, but coupled with that, it's going to be like 30 interceptions. Yeah, and, you know, Bears going like 7-9. Javis Winston 2.0. There we go. All right. um, Defensive player of the year. Joe Gazzy, um, shut the fuck up. Uh, Aaron, uh, I, I think Aaron Donald, maybe. See, I have, a, I, I think they're gonna that that team is gonna be bad, or they're gonna like be fake good. Um, I think he's gonna be the one bright spot. I got Jamal Adams. I think with Ooh. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, who is the safety manipulator, that man made Taylor Mays look like an All Pro safety. Um. If Talk you about. don't have Taylor Mays, you are doing something wrong. Madden listen, Madden 11, Taylor Mays was the original Jamal Adams, just absolutely decking dudes over no, Have you seen those TikToks, though? No, I have not. He's in Madden 20 Ultimate Team. I got to find one for you. Dude, he was nasty as hell in the, in the OG league that me and my buddies played in high school. Him and Brennan Merriweather, the hit stick machines – um, that was my safety core actually at one at one point one year. So, yeah, I mean, the only issue with Jamal Adams is they don't like giving defensive backs player uh, defense player of the year. The Stephon Gilmore is an outlier, and I'm not saying that Stephon Gilmore is a better talent than Jamal Adams. I'm just no, saying I, I would say Gilmore is a better talent than Jamal Adams. But... Yeah, Jamal Adams is younger though, but I, I'm just saying it might be like, oh, we gave it to. Uh, Gilly last year, so we don't have to give him another one for like 10 years. Well, I think the other thing is if Adams plays like I know he could play under Pete Carroll, it could be a wrap. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be more or less like, hey, are they going to be that nasty with Jamal Adams on the back end now instead of um, the ghost of Earl Thomas and the one of the, one of the um, Griffin brothers. So – yeah, I mean, a long shot for defensive player of the year is Te- is Snacks Harrison. Oh God, yeah, I, I, I'm just from a random guy who's just kind of washed up at this point. I mean, the guy basically, he, ever since he got traded, just never kind of the same player. Um, I can throw another hail mary guy. Um, 
say, uh, I don't know. I have two Hail Marys. Oh, Ronald Darby, Washington Redskins. Uh, okay. I have one. I think, I think Gilmore is going to be just as good, as, if not better, this year. So I think he's a Hail Mary because I don't think they'll want to give it to him twice. Probably not. Unless you're J.J. Swat. Max Crosby, Oakland Raiders. He was pretty good last year. Ooh. I expect him to take a step. And also he has the Chris Long seal of approval. There you go. I love Max Crosby. I think he will have a big year. I, can, I became a fan of his last year in hard knocks. He broke his hand and wanted to go back in the game. Like that's my kind of dude right there. Yeah, I and that's what you need. Like the Raiders need a guy like that, a tough guy on the edge. Watch. I can see Crosby going off and winning Defensive Player of the Year. Watch him and Farrell, Cleveland Farrell turn into like this one-two punch at edge rush, and everyone's like, "Oh, so John Gruden wasn't on crack? Like he was, he was kind of right." And then you have Mo Hurst in the middle cleaning it up. Another Zavarian guy. There you go. Um, yeah, no. I, I, my joke about Ronald Darby is basically Darby couldn't cover a couldn't use a blanket to cover a bed. It, it's just he is awful. Ever since Ronald, ever since Anto, um, ever since um, Amari Cooper took his knees and literally has a trophy of his ACL on his mantle. Uh, he has never been the same corner. Calvin Ridley carved him up like a Thanksgiving turkey. It was awful to watch. Um, yeah. I was so happy that he got he got let go because damn man, I felt bad it was his contract year and he's getting cooked like that. But God bless Darius Slay and the kill Roby Coleman. I can't deal with horrible corners anymore. I really can't, man. It's been like seven years just watching guys get cooked and our safeties making all the plays. That's some good safety play though. Yeah, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, one of the top ten best safeties of all time. So yeah, well. Okay, but he, here's why he gets in. It's because he was like the first like Swiss of this new kind of Swiss Army knife predator back kind of type. I'm not disrespecting Malcolm Jenkins as a player. I am just saying top ten all time. Come on, I'm saying he's I'm saying he's just sneaking in because of he's a new kind of he was he became a new type of safety because he wasn't the Ed Reed or Paulo Malu type where either they either beat in the box or roaming center field. He did everything covered nickel. He's kind of the predecessor of the Jamal Adams type now. So, like, Adams does everything on the field for, like, the Jets or now the Seahawks. But Malcolm Jenkins was, like, the first, like, oh, where's Jenkins? Oh, he's everywhere. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss him this year. But Jenkins in Philadelphia was just this new type of safety that we'd never seen before. So, that's all the respect I'm giving him for that. Yeah. I say top 15, Kevin. Okay. I You know, top 15 I'll give you. I was just – Top because, because, because you know, you, you gotta go with you know Ed, D- Brian, Ronnie, Troy, and then you could just keep going down the list. Rod Woods, uh, one of the Woodsons, and then you throw in uh, w- Charles Woodson too because he played safety for a while as well. Um, Paul Krause, Larry Wilson, mm-hmm. yep, Atwater, mm-hmm. Tunnel, Wood, Duran Cherry, Daryl Larry. No, we can't give Darren Sharper any recognition as a human being. So, um, this list, he's 14. Yeah. One of the 13 is who? Ryan Dawkins. Because he's people are on crack. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now, also, this list is from a decade ago, but most of the guys had retired by then. The disrespect my boy gets. Um, 13 is good for Dawkins, though, I feel. I have him in top five. Um, yeah, I know you do, and I think no, but also his stats are just as good as Ed Reed's, and that's what's scary about that list. Um, they put up a side by side, and Dawkins literally was within like 
like two or three of like nine out of the ten categories. Interceptions, the only one he had a beat, but then Dawkins had like thirty more sacks because the guy would like Jim Johnson would basically use him as like a literally a human cheat code every part of the field, which I thought was always cool as a kid. So yeah, um, but I mean Ed Reed was a key contributor on a championship defense. True. Um Don McNabb is the reason <laughs> he doesn't have a ring. Uh we can go into that argument all day. Twice actually, because make um we should have kicked the shit out of the Cardinals in 08. Um, yeah, so, Kev, we're an hour. I think that was – we'll just do MVP and we'll rock and roll out of here. Yeah, it works for me. All right, so my MVP, K hard roll, please. We're not going to have a repeat this year. I think Lamar Jackson's going to play great, but I think that he's going to be overshadowed by Tommy Brady. I think Brady might break his – I think Brady might throw like – 50 touchdown passes this year between Godwin, Evans, um, OJ Howard, and Gronk. Dude, are you kidding me? I, I think that, like, there's so, that's my kind of like being ballsy, long shot, hard lock pick. Like, I'm just throwing that one out there for a Hail Mary. I could say Wentz would be a jackass, but I'm not. I got Tommy Brady. Um, my Hail Mary is Philip Rivers. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's all, a real Hail Mary. I'm going all old quarterbacks, man. The shit talking, Catholic rabbit acting. <laughs> I love Philip Rivers, man. Um, he's going to have fun in, 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 in Indianapolis. I think that Frank Reich is a genius and has a great set of facial hair. So, yeah. That's my Hail Mary throw up for uh, MVP is Philip Rivers. My, my MVP, bit of a hot take, it's going to be Mahomes. Oh, wow. He's still got all the weapons. Uh, knee injury kind of derailed him last year. I think I think he's going to come back even more aggressive. I don't see a Super Bowl hangover because all year, all offseason, they've been hearing no teams repeated since the Patriots. Oh, like we've only had this many repeats in that year. I can see Mahomes going out there going, hey, screw you. We're going to repeat and balling out. And my Hail Mary pick, we're going to go with Madden 20 on this one. When you put Cam Newton on the Patriots, he wins MVP almost every year. Cam Newton, Hail Mary. If the Patriots win at least 11 or 12 games, it's going to be because of him, and he's going to win the MVP. All right. Also, Cam Newton. There's talks he might lead the team in passing and rushing yards. Do you know when the last time he did that was? He won MVP. 2015. 15-1. 15-1. All right, folks, that wraps it up for today. This is going to be our this little hybrid episode, so it was kind of fun. We just talked football the entire time. Um, I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Uh, Watson Football Tonight, folks. God bless America. Football is back, and we will catch you all on Tuesday. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.